<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, the mainstream media, they are the enemy and they always have been, but there are ways we must and can fight back. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. reaction to a federal judge in Georgia's decision to block the administration from um, enforcing the um, COVID-19 mandate, uh, vaccine mandate for employees or federal contractors? Well, the reason that we proposed uh, these, uh, these uh, requirements uh, is that we know they work uh, and we are confident in our ability uh, legally uh, to uh, make these happen across the country. Uh, as you know, uh, the federal government, the their largest employer in the country, we have successfully implemented these requirements in a way that has not only boosted vaccinations in the federal government with more than 92% of people vaccinated, but also helps avoid disruptions in operations. Stop tape. I can't deal with this. You know, any, I would be kicked out of the White House press corps if I were let in the door for two minutes. That's about how long I would be allowed to stay there because I wouldn't be able to sit there and listen to this pablum. And quite frankly, any reporter in that room is guilty of kowtowing to this administration by sitting there and listening to this pablum. Outright lies, crapola. What is your reaction? First of all, it's a vanilla softball question. What is your reaction? She's ready for this. She's got her little binder, you know, with her little tabs. Okay, uh, somebody's going to ask about the federal court ruling, the, the, the circuit court ruling. Uh, that uh, stayed, in other words, enjoined, in other words, stopped the Biden administration from trying to enforce an unconstitutional edict. Show me in the Constitution where it says a president of the United States, the occupant of the Oval Office, I should say, has the legal and or constitutional authority whether it is normal times or, quote, emergency times, war times or boom times, has the constitutional right to impose a singular medical mandate or any kind of mandate upon the American people. It doesn't exist. I have said many, many years ago, and I firmly believe this, that executive orders need to be outlawed in the Constitution. I don't care whether it's Donald Trump, or Joe Biden, or Ronald Reagan, or Jimmy Carter. I don't see executive orders in the Constitution anywhere, and clearly executive orders have been abused. 
But back to the press corps and back to this nutcase. Listen, she's just a Marxist in red hair. Most Marxists have brown hair. This one happens to have red hair. Don't know if it's dyed or real, I don't care. She's a red-headed Marxist. And she's towing the Marxist line. She, she may consult with Biden before she goes out there like she's supposed to, but in reality, she's consulting with Barack Obama and Susan Rice and company. It's not Biden who's giving her the initiative to, to say these things. Are you out of your mind? He can barely form a sentence. I don't even know if he can form a cognitive, cogent thought. He's mumbling, he's stumbling. Can't even read a teleprompter for crying out loud. Listen, I've had a career reading a teleprompter. It ain't that difficult. I'm not reading a teleprompter now. And most of what I tell you over the last decade or so is not scripted. It's up here and it's in here in my heart. And I will tell you that even the much heralded Fox reporter, who is often given a lot of credit for standing up to the administration, there's only one way they'll still let him in the, the White House press corps door, and that is, in the end, if he kowtows to these people. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. How can you sit there and let this woman lie? If you know anything about the United States Constitution, if you know anything about liberty, if you know anything about the founding of this republic, or the founding of North America, quite frankly. Why was North America founded? Why was it founded? Well, I'll get into that in just a moment, just to review and how it pertains to today. But if you know anything about liberty, and you know anything about the Constitution, show me where an administration can force you to get a medical device inserted into your body. Can you show me where that is? Show me the authority. Well, executive orders under emergency situations, first of all, this is not an emergency. This is a virus that has been blown out of proportion for political purposes. It's that simple. To layer upon layer upon layer of Marxist doctrine on the American people. Initially, it was to torpedo the re-election chances of Donald Trump, and boy, did that work. They cheated. But it was COVID that laid the foundation for this ironclad cheating in the 2020 election. Yes, they cheated, and yes, the election was stolen. There's no doubt about it. It's just that these state legislatures don't have the guts to do their Article I power. I believe it's Article I, Section 2 power. They don't have the guts to pull back the electors and force another vote, which is what they should be doing in Arizona right now after this audit. It's what they should be doing in Georgia after the clear evidence of election malfeasance. Back to the media. The media are the problem. This guy's just sitting there with his mask on. That's another reason why I'd be kicked out. I'm not gonna capitulate to your stupid mask mandate. Masks are a sign of subordination, just like the burqa is. I'm sorry, did I insult someone? Well, yeah, apparently it did. Sorry, it's a sign of capitulation. I'm not going to subordinate myself to anybody except God. That's it. I'll subordinate to Christ and God. <laughs> well, I will. Okay. But any human being, okay? So these reporters sitting there, 
listening to this, she didn't answer. It wasn't even really a question. It's a softball state. You have any reaction to the circuit court decision blocking the mandate? I have a reaction. Yeah, it's unconstitutional. Open and shut case. You can't do this to people under our representative republic, under our constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. It's a representative slash constitutional republic. You can't do that. That's the answer. Yet they let her go on and on. Our administration has proven that this works. Yeah, it works. It works really well crushing your rights. What's next, big picture? Of course we know what's next. They're going to force you to live in an urban area. They're going to force you into a job. They're going to force you into a certain kind of car. They're going to force you into a certain lifestyle. It is the antithesis of our founding documents, in particular the Bill of Rights, of course, but the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You can't have life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you have a mandate that could be a death sentence. And if you want to have some journalism, let me give you two examples of journalism. The BioNTech, Bio, BioNTech slash Pfizer CEO. I guess Pfizer's working with BioNTech, okay? So the BioNTech CEO is now saying that not only you have to have this initial jab for the Wuhan coronavirus, then you have to have two boosters, and now for Omicron, Omicron, now for Omicron, you have to have three more doses. So if you're keeping score at home, that's six, six doses, six shots, six injections of a biomedical device, experimental, being thrust in your body. A synthetic mRNA jab that is necessarily changing and affecting your DNA. Are you out of your minds to submit to this? You are out of your minds. Here's a piece of journalism you don't see those people in the White House press corps doing. I went on the VARS reporting system. There are 15,500 more or less dead reported from the so-called vaccines. I just randomly went through here. I found a 63-year-old male. 63, okay? I don't see any pre-existing conditions a little, except a little bit of high blood pressure, okay? And obviously, if there's high blood pressure, it's being treated with lisinopril or whatever kind of high blood pressure medicine they have. So that's not a comorbidity that's necessarily going to kill you. Unless, of course, your blood pressure is through the roof because you're getting the jab. 63-year-old male from Illinois. He died four days after the jab. Four days after the Pfizer-BioNTech jab. The Pfizer shot. He dies four days. What he died from? Mitochondrial infraction. What is mitochondrial infraction? That's the enlargement of the heart muscle. He died of a massive heart attack. It's right there. This is a government website, journalists. Just look at this. Why don't you report this? I'm not making this up. This is one of 15,000 plus dead reported from the, the jab, and this one's the Pfizer, and Pfizer wants you to line up, shut up, and get three more of them. 
We're living in unprecedented times, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow has a sale going on. Put Ledger in the promo code box. Remember, Christmas is around the corner. Christmas! And of course, we're well into Hanukkah. Uh, and I say Christmas here. I don't do happy holidays. Ledger in the promo code box, MyPillow.com. Also, Relief Factor. If you haven't tried Relief Factor, please try it. I use Relief Factor. And for Relief Factor, you call the number 833-425-7246 or go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger and you'll get a special discount for uh, the initial product. It works. Homeopathic. Also go to uh, grahamledger.com, grahamledger.com, and you can answer the ledger register, which is would you refuse to fly under an unconstitutional vaccine mandate and or quarantine? That's coming, by the way. It's coming. It may be held up in the courts. Really, this is the domain of Congress, your representatives, to say no to a vaccine mandate, to say no to a mask mandate. In my opinion, a mask mandate, by the way, on an aeroplane or in an aeroport, but certainly on an aeroplane, when you're traveling between states, is a violation of the Commerce Clause. I'm not an attorney. You're an attorney? Tell me how I'm wrong. How does an edict from the executive branch stand up to the Commerce Clause. Tell me! I want to know. Educate me. Go to GrahamLedger.com, answer the Ledger Register question, and you can also find out more about these uh, wonderful sponsors. Also, don't forget Red Voice Media. Red Voice Media for all of your news. And when I come back, I'm going to talk to a constitutional attorney who's fighting for the constitutional rights of a young high school student in California who is trying to live her life and go to school without being forced to take a jab, which is a violation of her religious beliefs. When we come back from this very short one-minute important announcement, roll tape. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter LEDGER in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to ReliefFactor.com forward slash Ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833 833- Four two five seven two four six eight three three four two five seven two four six for relief factor pain relief. Thank you for supporting my pillow relief factor and the ledger report. and students in San Diego Unified Schools listen up. A judge has decided that the student vaccine mandate will move forward after the decision was challenged in court. News 8's Dana Marie McNichol has been following this developing story for us. She has a closer look at what this all means for students and parents. We've been covering this case from the very beginning after a 16-year-old Scripps Ranch High School student and her family filed an appeal to block the San Diego Unified's vaccine mandate. The Ninth Circuit denied the emergency halt and said that the vaccine mandate is in the best interest of students. All San Diego Unified students must get their second vaccine by December 20th if they're over the age of 16. The San Diego Unified School District's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for students has been upheld by a federal appeals court, which lifted a temporary injunction it placed on the mandate last week. 
This is the second ruling in just a few days. We knew we were moving from the classroom to the courtroom. Legal analyst Wendy Patrick says the Ninth Circuit had to weigh some factors when reviewing this case. They have to look at the intent of the mandates. They have to make sure that there are no constitutional violations. And they did all of that. And in their analysis, they basically found that the San Diego Unified, the school district, was acting in the best interests of the students as opposed to intentionally discriminating on the basis of religion. While the district plans to allow for medical exemptions to the mandate, it does not permit religious or personal belief exemptions. So the vaccines, so-called, these jabs are not like an ordinary vaccine. Say, for example, polio. Polio has been on the market and been injected in Americans since 1955. So there are reams and reams of data. It's been on the market for decades, and we know it doesn't kill people, but there's not a lot of data on these vaccines, so-called, because they haven't been on the market for even a year uh, at this point. But we do have the VARS reporting system, and it doesn't look good so far. So these vaccines are unlike the other vaccines in that way. They're also unlike the other so vaccines because in the research, Many of these companies used aborted baby parts, fetal tissue, if you will, to do experimentation on, and that violates the religious tenets of many, many millions of Americans in this country. And only few are standing up for their religious liberty. And one of them is in, of all places, uh, California. Joining me now from Rancho Santa Fe, California, is attorney and partner at Lamandry and Jonah, Paul Jonah. Paul, it's, it's interesting to me, it, it's um, flummoxing to me, it's distressing to me that Americans seem to forget why the entire notion of North America was founded 400 something years ago. It was for religious liberty. And here we are today in the year 2021 with virtually no regard to religious liberty. You go back to what they did in your state in, in California, shutting down the churches. The Catholic Church just laid down and said, yeah, fine, whatever you want to do. All these churches, very few pastors stood up to the Marxist governor. And so now we have today a mandate for children in schools that they cannot attend with their other classmates unless they get the jab, which was in uh, some form or another uh, used in research uh, using uh, baby body parts, if you will. It's an unfortunate situation that we are apparently in, especially in California. You're absolutely right, Graham. I mean, we I've been telling people just like what you said. I mean, it seems as though people who live in our country, particularly in our state in California, don't understand what our founders fought and died for. I mean, they don't value liberty, uh, you know, the way Americans have historically. So it's, it's great with the churches. It was unprecedented. We, we handled the case and they went to the Supreme Court that lifted the indoor worship ban in California. But the fact that we had to even file that case is a shame. And uh, ultimately, California refused to comply with the Supreme Court ruling when it was initially uh, handed down on the New York restrictions. And then we had to go back. We went three times before the, the governor finally complied. And then they ultimately had to pay three million dollars in attorney's fees. Uh, but it's just a shame that we have to go through that with these vaccines. We're actually seeing the same exact thing all over again. We're seeing a preference for secular interests and a complete disregard for people's religious liberty. And what we have, as you said, is three different FDA approved vaccines right now for this uh, virus. One of them was actually made 
with aborted fetal tissue. The other two were tested at their inception with aborted fetal tissue. So all of them are tainted in some way. So a person of faith who's very pro-life, who, you know, in good conscience decides that they can't take this vaccine, um, they should be offered religious exemptions. And that's what we're, and they're required under Title VII in the employment context to try to accommodate people with sincere religious objections to these vaccines. But uh, what incredibly, San Diego is an outlier in the entire country. California was an outlier with the church restrictions. California was also an outlier with the vaccine mandate, the first state in the country to mandate the vaccine for everyone K through 12. But San Diego went a step further. California is gonna offer personal belief exemptions. San Diego said, no, we're gonna mandate this with only eight different exemptions none of which include a religious exemption. And uh, so they went, they're a complete outlier. And I'll, I'll tell you more about the case, but it's outrageous. You know, it's also outrageous. And you don't even have to comment about this. If you want to, great. But I just have to say this again. The, I'm Catholic, you're Catholic. There are 60 million Catholics in this country. If the Catholic church had said no to these Marxist orders to shut down churches, it never would have happened. Unfortunately, they kowtowed to the Marxist governors, especially Newsom and, and Cuomo and the, and the rest of them, and unfortunately some red state governors as well. But they, they bowed down to them, shut down their churches. It was unbelievable to watch this. The same Catholic church that did such good during World War II and, and, and getting Jews uh, out of Germany so they weren't exterminated, today capitulated to the modern day Hitlers. And now we have the vaccine. We have, if I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the Catholic bishops said, yeah, go ahead, uh, go ahead and get the, the jab is perfectly fine with them. Am I correct? With let me, yeah, let me speak to both those issues. So when it came to the churches, we, you know, we waited initially uh, to see what was going to happen. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, none of the bishops in California were prepared to uh, file litigation. We would have been happy to represent a Catholic bishop. Yeah. They were negotiating the best bishops in California. I won't say names. We're, we're simply content to just negotiate with Governor Newsom. And that went nowhere. Yeah. But instead, we ended up representing Protestant pastors. Yeah. We had one society of St. Pius X priest. He got the first injunction in California. And just a really quick side note, one of the pastors we represented did exactly what you said earlier, which is he said, I'm not going to comply with these restrictions. I'm just going to keep having church. He had 7000 people, Pastor John MacArthur, worshiping shoulder to shoulder every Sunday, no masks, no social distancing, no major outbreaks, by the way. Yeah. The county of Los Angeles uh, threatened him with imprisonment, fines. They sued him. He retained us. We sued them back. We had court hearings. They tried to hold him in contempt. We were in court every week. Ultimately, oh, they revoked his parking lot lease, but ultimately he ended up winning that case. They ended up paying him $800,000 in attorney's fees. So uh, it just goes to show that if you stand up to these tyrannical you know, edicts, you can emerge victorious, even in California. But the problem is, as you said, unfortunately, our bishops did not have the courage to do that. Um, as far as the vaccines, it's a very sad state of affairs in our church. I mean, we do have the Pope coming out and saying, you know, basically people have a moral duty to get vaccinated, which obviously is not grounded in any formal church teaching. It's just his opinion. And we have some bishops, a lot of bishops, who are very much in favor of the vaccine. And then, you know, some are speaking out against it. But the truth you know, with respect to Catholic teaching, and I'm sure it's the same for other Christian denominations, is that uh, the church is opposed to compulsory vaccination. Vaccination should be voluntary. And people, um, you know, of good conscience can come out both ways on this question of the connection to abortion. So uh, I do think too many bishops, though, have been have been too quick to side with, you know, the 
the politically correct, you know, government establishment view on the vaccine and not respect. I mean, I've heard terrible stories of seminarians of all people being forced to get the vaccine and leaving the seminary. So it's a bad situation in our church. It is. Uh, and if Pope John Paul II were alive today, I just don't believe this would be happening. But uh, we're not in that situation. And you represent a young lady, a high school uh, student, who uh, is trying to invoke her religious liberty here and, and avoid the jab because of the aforementioned uh, reasons. And this is now in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which has uh, improved from a constitutional perspective over time. Uh, and, and thanks to, in large part, the 45th president of the United States appointing more constitutional judges to the Ninth Circuit, but the Ninth Circuit still leans in the liberal direction, to say the least. I would call it a Marxist uh, direction. So where does the case stand right now? So we filed the case. Uh, the, the trial court judge, we, as we kind of expected, denied the motion for an injunction without even having a hearing. We filed an emergency appeal with the Ninth Circuit. They gave us a temporary injunction that only lasted for a short while. They focused on one of eight different exemptions that made the, the whole scheme unconstitutional. And they basically invited the school district to fix that, yep. which they quickly uh, did. And uh, then the injunction was dissolved. So right now, and they've issued a, an order that obviously we completely disagree with. It's two to one. There's a very strong 16 page dissenting opinion from Judge Akuta, a very highly respected a female judge at the Ninth Circuit who lays out you know, a framework that I think the Supreme Court will adopt. So this week, we are filing emergency papers with the U.S. Supreme Court for an emergency injunction. I am very confident that um, a majority of justices will agree with the analysis that Judge, judge Akuta laid out in her dissent, which basically is very similar to, to the analysis in the church cases. Whenever you're dealing with um, sincere religious beliefs, which we are here, I mean, no one's contesting that our 16-year-old client is a devout Christian who has sincere religious beliefs opposed to this vaccine, then a law uh, can't really prefer secular interests over religious interests. And in this case, what the school district is saying is that if you're unvaccinated for eight different reasons, you can be a teacher with a religious exemption, not a student. Think about how illogical that is, first of all. A teacher can get a religious exemption from the vaccine at the school, but not a little kid. If you're a teacher with a religious exemption, you can come unvaccinated. If you're a teacher with a medical exemption, you can come unvaccinated. If you're a student with a medical exemption, you can come to school unvaccinated. If you're homeless, foster youth, migrant, military family, disabled with an IEP, you can come to school for a conditional enrollment period of whatever, 30 days, but they can probably extend it. You can come unvaccinated. If you're under 16, and most kids are at the school, um, then you know there's no FDA approval yet, and they, they're willing to tolerate that risk that you can come to school unvaccinated. But if you're a, if you're a devout uh, Christian who has sincere religious objections to the vaccine, then that's a risk the school is not willing to tolerate. You pose an unacceptable risk. You have to stay home, engage in distance learning, and you have to withdraw from sports. And, and that's, that's how they treat people of faith. It's basically very, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's separate but equal. Yeah. They're saying you can have your beliefs, but you stay home. You can't come to school like everyone else. So that's... Um, 
what they're doing is they're treating these two groups who pose exactly the same risks to the school. If you're unvaccinated for all those other reasons I mentioned, you pose the same risk to everybody else. You can spread the virus to the whole school. Well, I, I, th- I think you mentioned yeah. it among them uh, so-called migrants. I don't use the word right. migrant. I, I call them illegals, if that's what we're referring to. But let's just use the term migrant, whatever, yeah. is excluded. Um, now, if that illegal uh, just happens to be coming from whatever third world country with whatever third world diseases, that seems to be more of a risk than this young lady who simply wants to play sports and go to school. Yeah. And in the, they, they, they use the term migrant and they say, well, we still want to get them vaccinated, but they have more time to comply. But the point is they are letting people you know, do damage to their supposed compelling interest by bringing by making all these secular exemptions. And you're right. I mean, they all pose the same or a worse risk than this, than this, you know, by the way, our client already had COVID and she recovered. So, and, um, but they obviously natural immunity doesn't factor into any of the, the current, um, you know, politically correct science. And of course it should. It, yeah. by, uh, by all research I've seen and natural immunity makes only sense is better than the jab. Of course it's better than the jab because the jab is synthetic um, and it has a whole host of, of bad ramifications. Um, that we know that are documented in the VARS reporting system. And we do have two preeminent experts in this case, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and Dr. Scott French, who basically analyze all the studies, all the literature, very, very compelling. They explain that there's no scientific basis to mandate this on kids. There's no... They have a 99% survival, yeah. 99.9. No, what it is, is a, you know, it's about control. This right. is right out of the Marxist playbook. And it's also about destroying God. Because if we, if we destroy God then you can impose the Marxist uh, doctrine on the people a hell of a lot easier uh, when they don't believe there's a God or they attack the church. And this is straight out of the Soviet uh, playbook. Uh, Paul, almost out of time here. Real quick, uh, the the Biden mandate, I know this is not a a part of your case, but the Biden mandate um, is now being held up in court, thank God, literally. Um, And this affects uh, contract workers, this affects, I don't know if it affects the military or not, but it certainly affects uh, federal uh, employees. And also, there is a separate case that's also being held up for healthcare workers. You know, the, the sad part of this is a lot of these people have capitulated um, already in order to yeah. keep their jobs. Yeah. Um, they've, they've, they've succumbed um, to the pressure. So it's almost too little too late, but at least it's a good sign, not only uh, for constitutional Americans, but maybe even for your case. Yeah, we have the the judicial branch is really our best um, hope right now. I mean, I hate to say it, but the executive branches and the and the legislative branch, you know, as, as you know, are controlled by the other side. And, and even though there's been disappointing rulings from the Supreme Court, I do think we have a, 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 a you know, a fairly solid conservative majority currently. And the, the circuit courts are, you know, are, are another good, um, you know, the Fifth Circuit ruling was great. I think Biden, the administration backed down after after that ruling. So we're seeing wins. Uh, it's too soon to say if the Supreme Court's going to is going to really uh, come, you know, step up to the plate. I think this month, December will be huge because there's two, currently there are going to be two major petitions pending on this vaccine issue. So we'll see how they play out. Thomas More Society is handling both of them. Uh, one of them involving healthcare workers in New York. Chris Ferreira is taking the lead on that. And then this one will be at the Supreme Court by the end of the week. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, once said, uh, those people who give up their liberty for the sake of security uh, deserve neither. And and this is what we're seeing unfold, unfortunately, in the United States. Too many Americans are giving up their liberty for the 
for the sake of yeah. so-called security. And then they find out that they're not so secure anyway when the vaccine so-called doesn't work and the transmission continues. Right. Uh, Paul, uh, thank you. If people want more information, uh, where do they go? Thomas More, your website, where? Well, thomasmoresociety.org will have the latest updates. And um, I think that's the best place. All right. Uh, Paul Jonah, keep up the great work and, and, and keep us informed. And the Ledger Report will be right back after this very important one-minute announcement. Roll tape. Attention, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? You may be entitled to compensation. Call Zantac Justice now for a free legal case review. The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug ranitidine may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Consult your physician prior to discontinuing any use of medication. Please call 800-868-3048. Attention, this is an important message for anyone diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after being exposed to Roundup or other weed killers. In 2015, the Internal Agency for Research on Cancer warned that overexposure to Roundup and other weed killers may increase the risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. After losing a number of court cases, the maker of Roundup recently announced that a global settlement had been reached and agreed to pay over $10 billion to resolve pending cases. Please call 800-376-1935. So you see, it's the media. The media are the problem. The media are the enemy at the local level, at the national level. Local level, that report out of San Diego about that high school student was missing. It was holes. It was like Swiss cheese. What about the constitutional aspect of this? What about her religious liberty? What about the First Amendment? You don't even go there. It's insanity. And of course, at the federal level, abdicating 100% their First Amendment jobs. So what do we do? Well, we are the media. This is my message, it's been my message now for, it's been a few years. We are the media. We have to stick together. Go to the sources that you can trust, like Breitbart, go to this source, Graham Ledger. I'm not gonna lie to you, I never will. I try and research the hell out of what we talk about here on this program, and I'm gonna continue to do so because we are at war, and among the enemy are the mainstream media. Always have been, and probably always will. This edition of The Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger, and remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.